What's up, Dudek? A podcast with Dave Dudek. Welcome to the first edition of our podcast. My name is Dave Dudek, and first guest I have is my oldest friend, a guy that is a brother to me. Um, we go pretty much back to the NICU. Yeah, yeah uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Doctor Alvin Smith. He's a PhD um, in medical microbiology from Howard. Um, Al has uh, worked um, mostly for the NIH dealing in uh, vaccines and infectious diseases and now works in aerospace, specializing in planetary science and astrobio. Um, so Dr. Al, uh, I know it, it, it's a interesting time that we have right now, but just was wondering, um, well, first, I guess we should talk a little bit about our history. Uh, sure. yeah. Briefly, yeah. you know, um, and I mean, the, this man is a, is a brother to me. Um, so why, why don't you, uh, why don't you take it away a little here? Uh, yeah, sure. Dave, thank you so much for doing this. Um, uh, this is awesome, right? Like, uh, I've never thought, Years and years, geez, we're 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 over forty now, right? Shh, don't stand, don't tell anybody. But don't uh, tell anybody. <laughs> Feels like yesterday, you know. Oh my I, god, yeah. But who would have thought, right? So yeah, right. no, we got to start way early back in uh, the neonatal uh, intensive care unit, right? So uh, we were premature babies, uh, and I was three months born too soon. Dave, how how early were you? Like. Two and a half yeah. months? Or two and a half months, yeah. My mom was in her uh, 23rd week of pregnancy. Yeah, so um, Dave was two and a half, and I They were was... on vacation. It was crazy. Right, right. Yep. And yep. So Dave is from Rhode Island. That's the other thing, right? Right. So Dave and his family was from Rhode Island visiting Miami just on vacation, and yep. uh, so happened to go into labor way too early, and... Uh, uh, my mom went into labor way too early around that same time, and our family just kind of met at the hospital while dealing with uh, our sickness, right? Our yep. uh, push to be early into this world, right? We wanted to get here soon. Yep. So, uh, yeah, but uh, that was that was amazing because you know you just don't think that you'll you'll bond at that point, and and uh, our families really came together and. Yeah. Uh, Fast forward uh, so many years later, uh, you know, three and two years later, we were still together growing up, you know, yep. in that space. Um, and then when we were 15, I think, right? 15 yep. years old, yep. we, we, we had a reunion. So actually three we of connected. us. Yep, there were three of yeah. us. Yep. Yeah, it was Dave, myself, and then a, another uh, young lady, Bridget. And, yes. um, you know, Bridget was also uh, premature. So we all ranged between like half to two pounds. We were all very small babies. And I mean, really, <laughs> like, it is well to think, like, so I, I but it, it's been, it's been neat too, like, kind of since graduating college, right? Um, kind of following, like, you and your career and stuff, uh, you know, for me, I worked in sports for a little bit, then worked at a uh, Jewish nonprofit for a few years, and then now I'm in the uh, 
educational policy, workforce development space, uh, doing IT work um, right. in the nonprofit world. Uh, but for you, like it's been, it's been really neat to see like, okay, you're doing on the front lines of this, like vaccines and infectious disease, but then like to see um, where the world is coming. Right. And yeah. Uh, yeah. like, I just thought it was really uh, out of this world, pun intended um, <laughs> with you working in like aerospace. Cause I've always been fascinated by that. Right. Like in planetary yeah. sciences yeah. and yeah. astrobio and just to hear about like all the cool things you're doing there but then with the state of where we're at with the world now um, yeah 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 that it's it's really uh kind of pertinent i know you've been fielding a bunch of questions on your on your facebook uh, yeah a lot yeah. of i mean it's it's scary scary times it, it, it really is and and uh it's 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 interesting in that uh, as, as I've seen folks say, we deal with viruses all the time, right? We deal with infectious diseases all the time. Yep. And so folks are like, why is this so Yeah, they're like, yeah. why is this so different, right? What, what's going here? What's the, and, and I think the, the thing that we have to take away from this particular uh, pandemic that we're dealing with that is different from the common cold and the flu or what have you is that one, the mortality rate is is actually higher, uh, much higher than where we see flu, right? Folks are always like, oh, thousands of people die from flu each year, what have you, and that's fine, but we're not even at the point where we're seeing the same infectivity numbers right now with the flu. So if we extrapolate out, right now I think the number is at 500,000 or what have you, um, and if we extrapolate out to the billions of people that are affected and infected with the flu and extrapolate the numbers that we're seeing with the folks that are dying um, from COVID right now, those numbers are astronomical. Then we see that, you know, it's not the, uh, it's, it's not the one or less than 1% that we see with the flu. The mortality rate right now with COVID is up into, right now, I believe it's around 2 to 3%, which is very high. Mm -hmm. uh, which is several orders of magnitude higher than where we see flu um, on, a, on an annual basis. So yes, uh, this is a, a very uh, aggressive virus that we're dealing with right now, and I don't think we should take it lightly. Um, the last kind of major pandemic like this that we've seen, um, other than uh, SARS coronavirus 1, which was back in 2003, 2006, or what have you, in that time frame, uh, was uh, a lot of scientists and physicians are remembering back to Spanish flu of 1918 mm -hmm. that really circled the globe, killing millions of people. And so, but this was also affecting and infecting millions of people. And mm -hmm. so right now we're kind of trying to put the lid on this so that we don't get to millions of people that are actually infected and hopefully, uh, again, that don't have to go on to uh, mortality or morbidity and, and die from this. And so that's where we are right now. We're trying to keep the lid on this because we don't want this to blow up into where we saw with Spanish flu of uh, 1918. And so that's, that's kind of where we are, but it's, it's a different time right now. And I think social media is playing big on this as mm -hmm. well. Yep. Um, that's something that- A lot of information going out there. 
lot of information, um, good and bad, and yep. everything in between, right? Yep. And so that, that's the it's 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 really creating a different spin on what we're dealing with right now. So some of those things are good, some of those things are not so good, and so. But I, I do believe. And most scientists and physicians will agree that we are dealing with a very novel pathogen. We are dealing with um, a, a novel disease state that we're seeing where folks are getting sick and progressing to severe forms of this COVID-19 uh, infection within a matter, uh, depending on the person, obviously everyone's different, but mm -hmm. you can go from really good to really bad in a matter of a couple weeks. And, and that's what folks have been seeing. And, and that's, that's what's alarming right now. We haven't seen that. In, in the previous SARS infection, and even with flu, we don't see the disease progression happening so quickly. So it, there's a lot of alarms and red flags that are happening. So it's a tough time. It's a tough time. Mm -hmm. So, yep. Okay. Um, so going on that, uh, so one of the questions I have, um, so you mentioned SARS uh, and that being what, COVID-1? Uh, yeah. So, so well, between that and now, like, have there just been 19 coronaviruses? No. So actually, there are actually over 60 different coronaviruses mm -hmm. um, that, that we've identified right now. Okay. Um, the 19 is really just talking about the year. It's talking 2019. Okay. So not to say that there have been 19 different mutations or variations. The 19 really is just talking about the year in this case. Okay. Um, but there are over 60 strains of, of, of coronaviruses that mm -hmm. we've been able to identify. And again, they're based on genetic uh, morphologies, genetic uh, sequencing, and yep. relationships as well in that way. So um, most coronaviruses are not going to do uh, too much and uh, appear as the average, average kind of common cold um, and very rare actually as well. And so what we're seeing now is kind of a shift in that. So, Okay, yeah. well, so I remember um, a few years back we had like the uh, avian flu or the bird <laughs> flu come out. Yep. Um, that was just a different variant of like influenza, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and that's interesting because we see um, with influenza, which is also an RNA yeah. virus as well, it, it, it has these receptors that are on the surface of the virus. And it, these receptors change, right? Mm -hmm. they, they drift. And so we see different drifts that's happening on the genetic uh, information that's found to make up those receptors, right? That's called genetic drift, and drift happens. Mm -hmm. Shift is something that does not happen very often. And so shift means now we've shifted from uh, being really infectious towards one species and shifting to a new species. And shift doesn't happen very often. Drifting happens every year, which is why we get a new flu vaccine every sure. year, right? So yep. that's, that's what we see. We see a lot of, of variations in that way. But influenza is a completely different pathogen and mm -hmm. its genetic makeup and the way the virus is, is actually configured, it lends itself to more of this 
uh, uh, types of mutations and drifting and things of that nature. So completely different virus, but, but yeah, um, it kind of falls along in the same lines of viral evolution. These things mm -hmm. happen, right? And so it's just a matter of trying to predict it, um, yep. trying to keep up with it, and trying to understand viral evolution altogether. So, sure, yeah, yeah. Spe speaking of that flu shot, it's funny, I got the flu shot earlier this year, and uh, they were saying as well that uh, type B, I guess, was the one that was going around a lot. Well, I ended up get getting the flu earlier and uh, ended up with type A. I was just so, you know, into yeah. wanting to get it, I guess, that like just ended up with a type A, <laughs> type a variant. Um, yeah. So, uh, um, but hey, you know, like I get it. It's a guessing game. You know, they're they're trying to play the play the odds and hopefully you know because they have to manufacture the flu vaccine right so sure, they don't sure, know what sure. time it's going to come out but they're just going on data well, that they have right right exactly so it's a little bit better than you know just playing the odds in a guessing okay. game right? yep. so it's it's definitely relying on the data from past events that have happened so yep. um what are the the genomes that we've been seeing over the past five years, 10 years, right? And how have those geno genomes actually uh, drifted and mutated over this time frame? And can we use modeling? And this is predictive modeling. So this is absolute software that is able to take those genomes that we've seen and predict out what could be the next genetic drifts that we see. And then that's what we're making vaccines off of, those predictive models. So it's a little cool. better um, nice. than, than certainly uh, rolling the dice here, right? And, yep. and yep. So we're really looking at the data and trying to make, again, educated guess on really what we believe and what the, the data is telling us that the next variant will be. Now, sometimes we do really well and get it right, and other times, not so right. And sometimes we're a little bit behind the model, and that happens as well. And so, uh, which is why sometimes, you know, the flu vaccine may or may not work um, sure. as well as the previous year. And so, those are things, again, we try to predict what biology is going to do, yep. but to uh, coin one of the phrases from Jurassic Park, life will find a way, right? So, yep. well, it's true. It I mean, and, and it's highly unpredictable. So, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, actually that, that lends me to the next question. Um, so one of the things I've been seeing uh, floating around uh, people talking about is that um, things aren't peaking yet, right? And they don't expect, uh, with COVID, um, that they don't expect it to peak till for a while. Um, so one of the things I'm wondering, you know, they're telling every, they're asking everyone and sometimes telling people, stay inside, social distance, you know, keep, keep distance, try and flatten the curve, slow the spread of the virus. Um, and one of the things I'm wondering though is, there's that initial incubation time between like two and 14 days where uh, you can, you know, symptoms start to show, right? Yeah. But then if I'm understanding what you were saying earlier is that it sometimes can also take a few weeks before the severity hits. So yep. is it possible that um, someone may get infected, let's say now, and they may not start to see symptoms till mid-April, but then they may not actually really get hit with um, 
significant issues uh, until May. Yeah. That so is that. It's everyone is different. understanding. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So, so let me, everyone is different and everyone's immune system, right? Does different things. Now we know there's a classical uh, uh, progression to uh, immunity, to disease states, everything else. There's absolutely this, what we call a, a prodronal phase or kind of right before you start showing those signs and symptoms of fever and coughing and colds. And sometimes that prodronal phase can be short. Sometimes it can be long, right? And that all depends on how good is your immune system at keeping the virus at bay, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's really what's happening here. Your vi the virus is doing what viruses do, you know, and your immune system is going to jump in and because you, you have two different types of immunity. You have your innate immunity, which is always there. It's, it's like the sentinels, right, that are walking around, you know, trying to keep things in order. They're, they're walking around, looking at everybody, making sure things are right. And if anything jumps out of order, they're the first ones to kind of jump in. Then you have this adaptive immune system, which is a bit more smarter. It says, hey, look, we, we got the sentinels, and now we got the scientists, if you will, on the back end that say, hey, mm -hmm. we're going to adapt to this. So that means we're going to make antibodies. We're going to, you know, gear up ourselves to produce a lasting immunity, not just brute force from our innate, but also a, a bit more surgical, if you will, with mm -hmm. regards to coming up with a strategic plan. So you have these two different immunities that are going on in your body right now. And so with this infection, your innate immunity is trying to keep things at bay, trying to keep the virus down, and you may or not, may or may not be presenting signs and symptoms at that time. You yeah. could still be infected and you could still be shedding virus. That's mm -hmm. why we say what some folks are asymptomatic, because that means that they're infected. They may be shedding virus in their coughs and in their sputum and everything else. That's absolute. And they can easily transmit it to someone else. Mm -hmm. But they're not necessarily coughing a lot. They're, they're not necessarily doing the classic signs and symptoms that we're seeing, right? Fever and so all that, right. So the fever and everything else, right? Yep. So those are those asymptomatic people. Now, um, yes, that can take a long time or a short time, depending mm -hmm. on how strong person your immune person. system is. Yep. Exactly. So yes, you can wind up with someone in that phase for a long time. And maybe at some point, the immune system either kicks in and, and protects, or it doesn't, and the virus takes over, right? So yep. it's kind of at this teetering level where what's your immune system going to do? Is your immune system going to do what it's supposed to do? Or is, it go or is the virus going to overpower your immune system? And then you progress on to perhaps a, a severe disease state or maybe a not so bad disease state, right? It just depends on the person. And so sure. that's why the most vulnerable population right now, we're talking about the elderly. Um, we're talking about those folks with already immunocompromised mm -hmm. uh, things going on in their body because we know that their immune system is not where it used to be if, if you're older and at the same point if you're taking medications to lower your immune system or if you're doing things where you could suffer from autoimmune diseases as well, mm -hmm. all of those things play into having this strong immune system. So yes, you can go on into May, into what have you, maybe without these and maybe things kick up at some point. That's the problem, right? Because 
we don't know how many of those people are are ex exist right now right right that's why the test the lack of testing exactly. and sure that's why testing is so very important so right. we don't know who those people are that are carriers versus versus symptomatic people and what yep. have you so that's why you know folks are like oh well, i feel fine i can go out and i'm sure i'm not infected this that and the other and they come into contact with other people that again are in a different are in a different situation and sure. that's where that's why it takes it's a, a village, right? A community yep. level of, of coming together and fighting this. It's not just me, myself, and I. It is everybody. Everybody working together. together. Absolutely. Yep. 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 Yeah. That's um. That's why uh, for me, you know, and luckily, you know, I look at uh, our family, our friends. Um, people are listening, at least in uh, our community. Good. Um, thankfully, people are listening to that advice yeah. and guidelines and hopefully yeah. more people uh hear that yeah um so this has been really wonderful information so i thank you for that um just no want to give you uh maybe a few more minutes um just to kind of pick uh pick your brain a little more uh but now less the covid stuff and viral stuff but maybe mm -hmm. just hear a little more about um some uh some planetary stuff or, or different <laughs> uh Absolutely. i don't know like Okay, so some me... in intriguing stuff, right? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so I'll take off my lab coat then. Yeah, okay, and so okay. Since we're not doing any more COVID stuff, but yeah, but yeah no, you know, um, uh, the the uh, uh, or just maybe, maybe some interest that you have too, you know. Well, I've always been a fan of, of, of space and space exploration or what have you um, since I was a kid. I went to space camp and awesome. uh, I, yeah, I did. I'm one of those nerds. I did right? not. So, I wish I did. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I went to space camp, loved it. And I really, at one point in my life, wanted to do that. Wanted to be an astronaut. Wanted awesome. to, you know, what have you. I didn't fully realize how to connect the science to uh astronaut without going into the air force right i knew right. i didn't want to do yeah i didn't want to join any military anything else like that yeah so i was kind of at a loss of all right well i don't know how to kind of move into all these spaces and so i fell back on, on you spaces. know what <laughs> I said, you know, I'm just going to do the classical route of biology, awesome. medicine, yep. things of that nature. That's what I was, that's what I knew. That's what I saw. Yeah. Um, and so I started to kind of do that. And then um, fast forward, literally 30 years of my career of doing uh, vaccine work and HIV work and Ebola work and smallpox work and all of these things where you know Ooh, these I, I dangerous viruses right yeah you know I saw them but on the other hand helping people right oh sure right like, well, you know, it's, it's I, a I one, it's a gift it's giving it's, back it's a passion you know? yeah yeah it's a passion yeah it's a passion and I I saw a lot of early movies where I was like yep this seems awesome what I want to do and but I also knew I knew I wanted to help people as well and so awesome. it was so getting into that was great, but I never imagined that I could connect the infectious and microbiology stuff that I was doing with still space. And literally, awesome. uh, I would say about three years ago, Dave, I was sitting at my computer 
and I was working for a consulting firm in Virginia and I was doing, you know, defense stuff. And I was like, yep, this is good, but I'm really missing out on something I think really awesome. So I just did a Google search. I don't know if I ever told you this, right? I did a Google search of two things in my life that I really loved and I just didn't know what to do with. So I said, let me do a Google search on microbiology, which is what my degree is in, yep. and space. I just put those two terms into the Google search bar. Mm -hmm. And the first job that popped up was what I'm doing now in awesome. aerospace and astrobiology. And I was like, wait, what? What is this job? And, huh. and so I started to get more information about it. And next thing you know, I was like, wow, this is perfect. How the heck did I go through, you know, 30 years of my life and, yep. you know, almost 20 years of my professional career and never knew that this was an option for me. It was so, preparing you for it, you know? Exactly. That's what I right. said. There you go. That's what I say. So I was, I, I, so I, I moved on out here, but at the same point, what I'm doing now is really going out and talking with kids and talking with students to help them realize different pathways in their career. That That's, it's not just one thing that you see yep. and get locked in with your blinders on, but it's, yep. it's, a, it's a whole variety of things that you can do or create. What, if you don't see it, you can create it now. That's what I love about the millennial generation nowadays. They're really... Yeah creating spaces that aren't that, that were not previously there so the makers um, yeah i mean they're really they're really so oh, and that's that actually that um it's funny you're bringing up stuff like this this progression <laughs> that uh i mean hey we know each other for so long you're reading my mind uh, yeah so that brings me to something that um that i've uh really noticed is kind of a passion of yours um when you when you go to share uh you know, travels and, and oh, conferences yeah. and learnings that you go to that you really do try to impart on the next generation and sure. to, to tell people, listen, if you don't see it out there, go for it, you yeah. know, and, and you have uh, hashtags, right, that, you, uh, <laughs> that yeah. uh, you also try and throw in there. Do you want to speak a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, one of my favorite, I, I made this one up, but I started to see it more. Um, great. It's uh, great. Just on social media, Instagram is that black scientists matter, right? That's one yes. thing. Yes. And, um, and just uh, again, going to, I, I'm a product of two HBCUs, Howard University and mm -hmm. Talladega College. I'm wearing the shirt actually today. Great. Um, and so I'm a product of two of these. And I go back uh, to both of these universities and I'm talking about what I do and, and my beginnings and how I got to where I am right now. Mm -hmm. And and it's interesting because I see myself and all these kids that I'm talking to, because I'm like, I was literally in that, in that chair, right. yep. in that chair, looking up at people coming back talking. And so it's, it's a very interesting story, but I, you know, I see that there's a place for everybody in this yes. and there's a place for everybody in science and, and STEM, you name it. And the thing about it is, is that, if we don't see ourselves in those places, then it's hard for kids sometimes to connect those dots. Yeah. Just like way back when, when I was a kid and after space camp, I didn't see how I could connect, you know, astro, astronaut to biology and all of mm -hmm. this. And so I chose a different path. But again, had I had that, that influence or that person to sit me down and help me figure that out, 
who knows what could have happened even way back then. Now, I'm so happy for all of my experiences, but mm -hmm. again, it's one of those where I know that uh, having those role models or having those, that influence in your life is important. So I go back and I try to speak on it as much as possible, knowing sure. that with the health disparities that we're seeing in the African-American community, um, that we need scientists that are of that diaspora to focus yes. on those diseases because there's not a lot of money, there's not a lot of folks that are doing that research. And so we need people that are saying, yeah, you know what, um, for some reason, and one of my colleagues that I went to uh, uh, Howard with, her, uh, her doctorate was on looking at breast cancer and the disproportionate way that it affects African-American women. And so with that, a lot of her early research was going into that. And hats off to uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Jackie Mason or Jackie Yancey now and um, for her work that she did because absolutely we need scientists focused in those areas. And yes. not to say that the rest of things don't matter because they do, but still, we still need that science being done because that science matters just yes. as much as everything else. And I think that's, that's the point that I wanted to get out that, yes, black scientists matter, yep. all science matters, and yes. we need people to focus on, again, the, uh, uh, the health disparities and, and diseases that may not affect your community, but affect other communities. And that's all. Um, so that's one of them, along with a myriad of others. But but yeah, I I, I love getting out there. I love talking, and I love science. I love space. Um, so Great. I'm very very happy with the job that I'm doing now. And um, I'll put some posts up about uh, NASA and about JPL and different things that are going on in the space industry as well. Sure. Um, Just to help educate the community on that. Absolutely. Right. We're yeah, about to go sure. to Mars. Right. We're yeah. about to go to Mars again. Um, oh, that's in, fun. In July. Oh, that's super fun, right? You know? Out of this um, world. So Sorry. It's a little too that's, easy. That's really got Gotta got got love uh, cracking the puns. <laughs> but it's, so speaking of that, you know, I, I just saw um, naming that rover uh, yeah. was out in the news. And there was, yeah. um, there was a young lady from Massachusetts that was one of the finalists. Uh, oh. didn't, didn't get picked as the finalist. But I yeah. saw that and I was like, you know, that's that's just awesome. That, yeah. Um, that the next generation of scientists are just getting jazzed about this stuff. Absolutely. And I think um, it's really, it's folks like you that are going out there and, um, like you said, helping to spread the word, helping to yeah. energize people. I think that's a really yeah. important role. Um, yeah to try and yeah. uh, do. So I thank you for all that that you're doing. Oh, and, uh, you know, thank you, man. Um, one other thing too, is that, uh, as you mentioned, um, that folks are jazzed about space travel with, with that name, the Rover. Um, yeah. these, these incidents that we're seeing, even with COVID or what have you, um, have also a positive effect where there are young people that are looking at this and discovering ways of how they can help, right? Yes. Whether it's whether it's on social media doing things and and public outreach or creating a nonprofit to uh, buy masks or things of that yep. nature. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm reminded of uh, a 17 year old I think from Washington. Really? That, okay. uh, that that made a tracker, really a real time oh, yeah. tracker. Exactly. Uh, amazing. Exactly. You know. Exactly. So yeah. there, 
are looking from a different lens and saying, you know what, I think this is, this is something I want to get into. You know, yeah. I want to become a doctor. I want to become a nurse. I want to become a scientist because this stuff matters right now. Yes. And so whatever we can do to encourage that and to make sure that these kids kind of see the path in that and, and, and understand their place in this world for that, those are things that we should also be talking about and promoting as well. Um, so just want to throw that bit out there too. No, that's Definitely. great. I think, um, you know, there's, well, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff going on in the world right now. And um, yeah. uh, to some degree, it's it's pretty easy to see the uh, a lot of the negative things that are going, right? And sure. especially if you pay attention on the media. But um, I think also some a lot of the stuff that's coming on the media is the good, the positives, right? Yeah. Um, and the stuff that like yeah. they're bringing up. And, you know, and I, I sit there and I try and think um, just uh, because... I try and sit back and think with a larger lens uh, about um, how this, what's going on in the world is not the same for everybody, you know, okay. and there's a lot of folks that are going through, through some very hard times. Yep. Um, and it's important to try and give back uh, in ways uh, that folks are able to, right? Because we are really all in this together. Yep. Um, so thank you. Thank you for saying that. And, you know, I want to thank you for taking the time today. No uh, problem. Really talking about all this. So um, with that, just wanted to uh, kind of wrap up the first podcast and <laughs> hope folks really enjoyed our little discussion here. Yeah, and, I hope so, um, man. You know, and I look forward to uh, uh, future conversations with you, but also, um, you know, some future on the podcast. Just it's going to be different conversations with uh, different people that I know and uh, hopefully yeah. people enjoy uh, tuning in. So with that, yeah. thanks so much and Thank you. Uh, talk to you soon. Take care, Dave. All right. Okay.